Welcome to Life of Bi, a slippery history of bisexuality. I'm Elle Potter. And I'm Mary Higgins. And this is the last episode. Well, it's more of an epilogue, isn't it? Yeah. A toodaloo, a ta-ta for now. Yes, Elle, whatever it is, (laughs) it's an ending. And to begin our end, we are turning to the pages of our new fave book, Vice Versa by Marjorie Garber. You remember Marge, we're always bringing her up. (laughs) At the end of her book, Marjorie looks over all the historic efforts to measure bisexuality. That's what you remember, the Alfred Kinsey, the Fritz Kleins, the Havelock Ellises of this world. She decides that they're all too dear and unhelpful and invents her own. Except it's less of an attempt to measure bisexuality. It's more of a symbol or a definition in itself. Guys, gals and non-binary pals... Meet the Mobius Strip. I remember a maths teacher, my maths teacher in GCSE, asking us what a one-sided shape would look like, and everyone said, oh, it's... it's um, Strip of paper. No, 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 it's just like, you know, a 2D shape. And he was like, no, that has two sides, like, because it's flat. But a Mobius Strip, this is probably too short a piece of paper. With a Mobius Strip, you take it, and rather than putting it in on itself like that... Look, guys, I'm going to level with you. This is where the medium of audio completely and utterly fails us. You need to see this to believe it. So grab a piece of paper and go on YouTube, you idiot. (laughs) You can find instruction videos on there on how to make your own Mobius strip. It'll take you two minutes. (laughs) Who knew maths A-level would come in handy, eh? Okay, so what she says... So she says... She just explains what a Mobius strip is. Yeah, what I propose is. is a model closer to the so-called Mobius strip, a topological space that can be visualised by pasting together the ends of a rectangular strip after having first given one of the ends a half twist. Yes, yes, I remember I remember my teacher demonstrating this, because if you glue it together... If you glue it together and you cut it in half... It remains one shape. It's always one shape. <gasps> what the fuck? Even though you cut it in two. How did you do that? <laughs> you just cut it down the middle. And it's still a Mobius strip. <gasps> that seems to have two twists in it now. Yeah. She says, in if split down the middle, it remains in one piece. Thus, we have not a third but one space that incorporates the concepts of two, one, and three, two apparent sides, illusionistically, mm-hmm. one continuous surface, and a third dimension in space. I'm blown away. That's bisexuality. Yeah. That's bisexuality. The best thing about Marjorie's analogy is it does, like, help you to stop thinking about yourself as having different sides, mm. like you're queer and straight in opposition. Yes, like shock horror. You can conceive of yourself as a single entity. Yeah, just like one shape. <laughs> yeah. And I also think like, obviously, when people talk about Mobius strips, they're normally talking about a shape in space. But mm. you can also think about it in terms of 
time, particularly queerness yes. in time. Because you, you're an individual and you exist in your own time, but it's somehow not linear. Like the Mobius Strip, yeah. it goes back on itself. Particularly like queerness isn't linear, so yes. why should queer time be? <laughs> so you're always tied to other queer people who have lived in other times. Yeah, I mean, even, even the simple... That sounds really like cerebral, but even mm. the simple act of talking to someone older than us, like Patrick Orlani, and hearing them talk about their past can make it feel like a part of you. Yes. And Heather Love, who's this queer critic, has written about this. She says, Like many demanding lovers, queer critics promise to rescue the past when in fact they dream of being rescued themselves. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we knew that we wanted to rescue ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't ever think we ever imagined it would actually work. No. Hold that thought, though. Let's go back to Blue again. You may remember them from episode one. Um, I was not a huge Trekkie before I started working in Star Trek, but I've realised that the whole theme of the show is has always been hope and like inclusivity it's space um and it's magical and so why not so we didn't mention this before but blue is in star trek discovery is this a thing or is that star wars oh mary one of them starts where you have to like you have to start i supposedly film three but it's yeah. like the first film that's star wars mate is it star wars Love that. Off to a great start. They play the character Adira. Adira is the first trans non-binary character and Blue is the first trans non-binary actor to appear in the Star Trek franchise. So Adira uh, is a a queer teenager who is a human being um, joining uh, Discovery, coming onto their ship um, for reasons to do with um, a Trill symbiont and someone they've lost in their life. Don't worry. We didn't know what a trill symbion is either. Oh, a symbion is so the trill. Uh, the trill are a species in the Star Trek universe that um, uh, are very sacred and and have these ancient ways. And they have um, what are called symbionts, which look like little squids that are sort of inside of them. The first symbionts to feature on Star Trek were designed by Michael Westmore and was imagined as a caterpillar's body attached to the head of an octopus. And basically when people pass on on the trail planet, when people die, they sort of, their consciousness goes into a symbiont. And then that symbiont, the octopus thing, gets passed down to another trill who will be their new host. So um, Adira has uh, a symbiont in them, which has multiple other human beings' consciousnesses. So you gain their, you gain their memories, you gain their abilities... Um, things they've learned. It, it wants you to remember. In these threads, they, they, they must be connected to your memories. I know you're afraid, but you have to let them connect with you. Adira is standing in a space which looks like the inside of a brain, and threads are stretching towards them. The threads are sort of alive, like tentacles, and they're connecting to Adira's hands and feet. Once the threads connect... Adira wakes up and realises they are no longer just Adira. Please, speak your names. I am Kasha Tal. 
Joe Bartol, Medela Tall, Cara Tall, Senna Tall, Ray Tall, and I am Adira Tall. They are all of their ancestors at once. I have more power when Inkozi is in me. When this happens, I change. You know, as I went up each stair, I, I just got fuller and fuller myself, and I felt everybody inside me. I become so strong. I will make a sound like a lion roaring. I just want to say that it ain't over till the bisexual speaks. My ancestors helped me to become who I was. He was a king. A king? <laughs> a whole king? <laughs> they guided me. That ancestor can come unpredictably. And, uh, and sometimes those ancestors could bring a lot of wisdom. And I just felt like I was channeling. I was channeling all that energy. They guided me, knowing that I was going to grow up being the way I am. I feel like my life is a bridge. There are all these extraordinary lives, and they all come together in me. When I'm, I'm with my friends, we tend to call other queer just cousins. He's my cousin. And sometimes it makes you feel like you're part of everything, and sometimes it makes you feel like you don't belong anywhere. Yes. I think even now, being gay in all its iterations is quite lonely. And, um... I, I think that's a good place to be because you will always be in empathy with somebody somewhere. Like I don't consciously think like, oh, I need to justify my relationship with my boyfriend. But I, I probably am doing that, right? Who's either feeling like they really belong or they don't belong at yeah. all. The powers that be don't get to have the last word. They don't get to totally define and control us. You can't just carry around your stupid ass shell all the time. And we have realms of passion and realms of symbolic meaning that are accessible to us, whether they like it or not. And so the price I pay for this freedom is, like, being vulnerable all the time. I never had myself. Never. Nobody talks about it, nobody admits it there, but it's there. I just, I only can hope to be smart enough to survive the big blue. <laughs> Our visibility is a sign of revolt! And so, through fantasy, I can be in a world where the rules are different. And there's no such thing as oppression. And that's, that's kept me alive. Well, that's it. That's us. We're out of here. It was nice to meet you. Alfie Zane. Thanks for listening. No, genuinely, thank you for listening. 
Before you go, we just wanted to say that if you've enjoyed this podcast, I really hope you have, please pass it on to your mates. If you really want to make a difference, we've listed some relevant charities on our website, which you can donate to. You can also find more resources on some of the topics we've covered if you fancied some further reading. You big old nerds. Links in the description and on our socials. Speaking of socials, we would love to hear what you thought. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Project, and you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, that really is it now. Thank you. Goodbye. Life of Bi was written, created and hosted by Elle Potter and Mary Higgins. Sound design, music and production by Tom Foskett-Barnes. Research by Eve Brandon, Robin Craig, Elle Potter and Mary Higgins. Graphic design by Madison Kobe. Produced by Ellie Keel. Special thanks to Our Story Scotland, African Queer Youth Initiative and our readers Sharon D. Clark and Matthew Jacobs Morgan. And finally, a huge thank you to our interviewees. Adua Ando, Andrew Witherspoon, Blue Del Barrio, Christian Dewayo, Connie Chong, Daz Elborn, Eros Vlahos, Eve Brandon, Jess Ensley, Lani Kaahumanu, Professor Mark Abrecht, Dr. Marcus Patterson, Patrick Califia, Robin Craig, Samantha Sun, and Tabby Lamb. Life of Bi was brought to you by Hotter Project, Ellie Kiel Productions, and Arts Council England. I just want to say, and it ain't over till the bisexual speech. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Hotter Project, and you can leave a review. <laughs>